That was a game called Guess What Amy Was Saying. Who won? <laughs> Probably Nicole, because she can hear me <laughs> in the natural. Apologies for that. It's special to be here. Uh, it's special to be back in the auditorium as well. I have Jordan still playing next to me. Bless you. Thank you, friend. I just really want to honour uh, the worship team. It's brave to do what they do anyway, to sing in front of people and play in front of people and um, and not for the purpose of it being in front of people, but to just take us into the throne room. But to do it really prophetically takes more guts because you arrive having had some musical preparation, but not actually knowing what the Lord will do until you jump. And then, you know, for Nicole and, and the team to spend an hour seeing what he's doing and agreeing with that and then taking us with them into the agreement takes a lot of guts um it's the higher road and it's the special road but it just takes guts and i just really want to honor you for for your bravery but i also want to honor you who follow it takes bravery to follow when it's intercession when it's um prophetic worship it takes guts to to say the words that they're saying and sing a new song that's never been sung before because Holy Spirit breathed life on it and this is where we're going. It just takes um, guts to follow. So well done for the last hour and figuring out how to follow prophetically. Bless you for that. Well, this morning, I just want to have a, a conversation. I also feel there's um, prophetic breath on it. So again, I'm coming nervous and taking a jump and I encourage you to go on the jump with me. Yeah, how amazing are the times we find ourselves in. For some of us, it's the tightest place we've ever been. For some of us, it's the most frustrating. For some of us, it's the biggest rest we've had in a while um, and we'll miss it when it passes. But this is like a midway conversation, I guess, I'm having with you and we're having with you. We had a staff meeting on Tuesday just to talk about um, do we need to be listening more about where we're going and what the outcome is. We've really felt, as um, the wider body of Christ have also felt, that it's a time of reset. It's a time of reset and it's individual reset and it's corporate reset. And if it's individual and it's corporate, it probably looks a little bit similar then across everywhere as to what he's doing. But if it's individual, uh, my encouragement today, I guess, has a lot to do with have you cooperated with um, what he's doing, if he's doing a reset. For some of us, um, our lives have ramped up. Maybe we're tech people who are helping companies because... Um, they suddenly need everything online and, you know, we're being pulled on or a lot is required of us or we're working in essential work and or, you know, hospitals. Some of us, it's, um, or some of you, it's um, children are at home and um, you're helping school them and, and lives are busier because kids are home now or maybe your children are pre school age and you can't really take them anywhere parks are closed and mothers groups are, are not happening and so the busyness has felt uh, crazy at times and um, it's been hard to have the time to try and track with holy spirit as to what he's doing in this time individually but just to encourage you not not one of you um, is missing out in this time there's a reset for everybody whether it's a small tweak 
or whether it's a huge life change, your life completely changed in this hour, there is a reset. And just to, before this time ends, to ensure there's time where you get away and you hear and you listen or you ask, is there someone who can look after my kids at this particular time or swap out with another parent um, to hear, to listen. Um, If there's a reset, if there's a change, it's done by him. We don't have to do a lot of, you know, striving and work and we don't have to change behavior like we need to do different. Um, I think he's just inviting us to yield and to listen and let him do a reset in us. Let him do a reset in us, which requires invitation. Come, come and reset me, even in ways I don't know what you're doing. Come and reset me. It's permission for the reset. And for some of us, we won't know what he's doing because it goes dark for the reset. It's a, it's a time where this is out of our control. Um, security might be taken away and we don't know what he's doing. Perhaps some of what we're going through in this hour reveals us. Maybe it revealed where um, our hearts are. Is, uh, are we money oriented? Were we creating our own security with businesses and jobs? You know, If there's been losses and changes in your physical environment, that can reveal things for us. So that helps with the reset. But, um, and I encourage you to just check. Check if there's pride, because pride, pride is a barrier to, to change because we feel that who we are or what's, what's in place already is, is more than enough and good and perfect and there can be self-righteousness in that. But I just encourage you to just check pride and then get into that place of invitation and into that place of repentance. Um, sometimes even asking him for the gift of repentance is a place to start because it's even by him that we can repent. It's even by him that we can say hallelujah. Nothing is done in our strength, nothing. But to even before this hour changes, just start with, would you give me the gift of repentance? And even just begin repenting in in advance without even knowing what the reset might be. And don't miss this hour. Just repent and invite and let him reset. And so as we're chatting, even on a church level, we are feeling he doesn't want us to know what the future holds. And I'm wondering if it's similar for an individual. As an individual, there may be some of you who he's asking to, you know, search his heart for where you're going or what the future holds. And and if he's encouraging you to do that, go for it. But I think for the most part, he's not wanting us to know what the outcome will be, whether there'll be a job, whether you're moving house or changing or... um, even what the church can look like if there's a reset, because there's going to be a corporate reset, even as the way we do church, it's going to just adjust again. But we don't know how much of the adjustment, because he's not asking us yet to seek him about the outcome. He's presently saying, will you surrender in the not knowing? Will you be lost in a holy way and just be with him? Just be with him, just spend time with him, just yield. If the only quick times you can get aside with him are just yielding and being on your face and telling him he is Lord, he is Lord, he is Lord. I'm wondering even in this hour, is 
is he asking that question again? Would we choose him above all else and at any cost? At any cost, even unto death, death of others, death of ourselves, loss of the things we love the most. In this hour, there's threat of losing lots of things and would we choose him and his will for our lives at all cost if we never got work, if we never uh, saw those people again, if we lost everything, if we lost everything, would we choose him? He's after surrender in the season and there's a reset in the surrender and then eventually he'll tell us where we're going and what we're doing and what the reset needs to look like. But it starts with being lost in a good way. Can you hear his invitation? I can feel now, I can feel that there's fear. There's fear as a response to that invitation. And that fear belongs to a heart that doesn't doesn't know the true Father who's good to us. He's good to us. He preserves our soul, the scripture promises. He preserves our soul. A, a bruised reed he's not going to break. He's not going to break. But if there's fear in the surrender, use the season to ask him about that. Can we lay everything down and be lost in him, even if he never gives it back to us? Something I've been journeying through in the walk I've been doing is really getting my whole heart to the place where I can say, you don't owe me anything. You don't owe me anything. And to come even through the season, you don't owe giving things back to us. You don't owe giving us anything. You don't owe me anything. Mm, let's check our fear. Interestingly, so um, a main song just now in our worship set um, was that um, Awake, Awake song, which is Brooke Fraser singing, her surname's different now, singing with the Hillsong, and it's on the Hillsong 2020 album. Um, interestingly, yesterday morning I felt to play that song and I had it on repeat for maybe five hours as I just let some content settle in regard to speaking today. And then I still kept the song on the entire day and I texted Nicole in the evening just checking on what she's sensing for her worship in the morning. Is she going okay? And she said, oh, I'm all right. I've just sort of yielded it and all day played the awake. <laughs> it's amazing. The Lord was just on that, just that we had the same, the same cry of our heart and the Lord was moving on that yesterday so that was, that was a special confirmation yesterday as I just sat again to ponder on what he wanted to say today I saw a prophetic picture and as, as I saw it my heart just welled up tears filled my eyes and I was like whoa this this is a deep picture he just showed me this is a prophetic picture it wasn't something I was thinking into or a site that you can sort of pray or an intercession. I just went, he literally has just revealed something to me. So I jumped up off the couch and had my journal nearby and got into the song that was playing and did movements and cooperated. And, and I feel he wants to talk to you about this picture. I think this picture is a lot to do with the hour we find ourselves in. And I saw an arrow 
and this arrow shot straight and true and it hit a target, a wooden target that was maybe, I don't know, maybe five, four meters away from me and the arrow was here and it hit, and it hit the bullseye straight and true of this wooden target and then the bottom half of the target split and fell off onto the ground. So the arrow hit the center, it hit the bullseye and the target split in two and the bottom dropped off. There was a breaking off. And so I just asked the Lord, what are you wanting to say? What are you doing? What are you doing? There's obviously an outcome when that arrow hits and I uh, felt you know, encouraged to check again into some of the prophetic and visionary meanings of some of these symbols. Um, as a church, we do trust um, the textbook, so the divinity code. We follow that as... Um, a text we trust that has all the scriptural background study into some prophetic meanings of things. And I had a look through that and the target, when I looked up target, it only had one definition. You know, sometimes it's four, five, seven, and we can sort of go, which one does it feel to be this one, one meaning? And it meant the place of vulnerability. Yeah, his arrow is coming to the place of vulnerability in this time. I was reminded and where our treasure is, there our heart is also. There's treasure in that vulnerability. There's people going through loss in that vulnerability. It's a vulnerable time for some of us. Some of us, it's just been a great break and a rest, a rest that's been uh, earned, <laughs> rest from ministry or work or like he just really has tucked you in and, and hidden you and, and there's a place for that. For some of us in the rest, or in the lack of rest, there's been vulnerability and a target is the place of vulnerability. So he's coming into this place of vulnerability and to the center. And I looked up what the center means. It means divine order, deeply involved, and it means our heart. And there's a dividing, so it means our heart. I looked into um, what the arrow means and it means conviction, it means deliverance, there's a prophetic and piercing word, it means. And when something is broken off, I saw that in this vulnerability, something was broken off. And the break can mean, you know, a dying. There can be repenting. There's desperate faith, and it means pruning. So in this place of vulnerability where his arrow, his uh, conviction is coming maybe to places in this time, just as an encouragement, there's purpose. There's purpose, there's purpose. Really felt him speaking over this hour we're in. There's so much purpose in every part of it, even though it is not nice for some of us. There's purpose, there's purpose even in the losses. There's purpose in the deaths. There's purpose in the uncomfortableness. There's purpose in the feeling of being lost. Don't know if any of you have had in this time a feeling like you can be in or under a wave and you just can't catch your breath. Um, I think it was a Wednesday prayer set, maybe last week, Rachel mentioned that she felt that she was just tumbling in waves and couldn't find up um, to, you know, to come up to breathe. Um, and that she recognised there just needed to be a yielding and a surrendering in that tumbling, in the lostness, and just a yielding and a trusting that He would bring us back up. And I, in that same week, had gone, it's like I feel that the waves are too big. The waves are up and I'm little. And so you may feel engulfed in this time, um, but there's purpose. Um, it can feel like a lot of suffering for some, maybe not for others. If it's not a time of suffering for you, take this as a learning for people in maybe your care pod, 
your life hub. But for those where there's been a suffering and, and the pruning and the suffering, suffering is always under control. That may not feel like a truth for some of you, but suffering is always under control. We are not tro- we are not lost. Suffering's under control. And um, as I was driving here this morning, I heard him say, "Will you receive my arrow?" For some of us, that might be just a light thing. Yep, I'll yield to that. I'll let you change me. But for some of you, I know there's there's some suffering going on. And he's asking, will you receive my arrow? That takes trust. It takes so much trust to trust that his conviction and what he's doing and his pruning coming right into that place of vulnerability and breaking something in that place, that it would be for our good. But he's asking today, can you receive my arrow? And that takes folding, that takes receiving it all the way in and folding and yielding into the season and letting him do a work. Yeah. Um, not to, you know, talk about myself much, but um, just as an example, um, so the start of this year was already um, just a difficult time for me. I continue to be blessed in the land that I live in and my environment has always been, I've just been one of those that have had a lot of blessing externally and I've been one of those that has had a road of suffering internally um, and don't like that that's been the case but it's just been my road and I now have a passion for the theology of suffering and um, for hearts and um, the start of this year I had a lot of grief to work through because it clocked into beginning of my fourth year of battling with health um, issues and the health issues are exhausting because of the pain and they have meant that my capacity has meant that I can't Uh, be involved in things as I used to which has meant a lot of loss and a lot of the subject of some of my suffering I've walked through um, my 20s and 30s has been a a compounded loss and so this was more loss and grief of my physical health grief of the loss of relationships you as a community have been my biggest grief and loss Um, to be someone who used to be so um, for hearts and connection and family and a part of building that alongside you and others um, it's been my greatest loss to not have the capacity to interact and to journey and to know hearts I miss hearts a lot they're my favorite places and so beginning of this year has been a lot of grief and just feeling like my life has just kept shaving back to nothing and so I was in self-isolation before COVID hit and just a lot of being home, uh, not on my own, which for an extrovert has been a journey. Um, it's just been so much alone. And then I, in our last staff meeting we had before having to go online and Zoom, so the last one we had in person, I said, I feel like, I, like I'm yielding to it and I'm grieving as we go, but my life's just getting smaller and smaller. It's like I'm in this womb. It's like I'm in such a constricted place. And... Um, I'm uncomfortable and this hurts. And within a few days, I had moved out of my home. Um, When COVID hit, I already had too long in self-isolation and couldn't do more. And I moved into Jess and Calvin Adano's tiny home in Mandra. I've been living in Mandra for four weeks tomorrow. 
and loving it. Wow. Um, but the Adanos had just moved out and, and they were beautiful to offer that as a little space for me on the Holtz property. And it's like I have now living in this metaphor of what I just said. It's like my whole life has come down to just this. And I'm in this tiny home literally going, I'm. this is a picture of where I've gotten to in my life. And um, there's been some yielding that's gone on in that little tiny space. And there's been some surrendering and it's been a, a sweet time. But it's like if your life can go down to nothing, can you still bow and say, you don't owe me anything and you don't owe me my life back. And that's been my place of bowing. Like if, if he never gives me relationships in the church again and if he never gives me an ability to minister again, if I never speak again, if I never journey with hearts again, if I never journey with those same friends again, if my life never goes back, if how big, how big our yes needs to be and to proclaim lordship in that place and that he is he is the head and he is lord and he is good and um, we choose him at any cost but in the surrendering what happens is you don't know what he's doing in you so when that arrow comes you don't know what he's doing but it's important to just say yes and bow and it's an uncomfortable dark place because you're not in control and you don't know how long it will take and it feels useless it feels like life is passing you by for some of you um, maybe like how i can feel sometimes the suffering has been a big part of our life and now we've missed those years there's a grief in it because there weren't we didn't those years are going or those years are gone and time's ticking by and we're just helpless and battling and stuck and it's been a lot of pain across those years and and he's still requiring us to bow. And he's still asking us to say he is good. And then all of our heart can say that he is good. Um, the breaking off is his job. And the surrendering is our job. And I really feel in this hour, he's just asking us to surrender. I don't know what the tweak is in your life that he's wanting to do with the reset. And maybe the point is for you not to know either. I have been journaling what some of the reset might be for my personal life, but I don't think his goal is that we know what he's doing. His goal is that we just surrender and let him, let him change us. He knows what's coming. He knows what the future holds and why we need the reset. He's so good that he knows what needs adjusting in us so that we can, I don't know, dot, dot, dot for the future. But the breaking off that picture of the target, the bottom half, that's his job and the arrow does it. But would we receive the arrow in this hour? Can we get away with him and just give him our yes to what he's doing in this time? Um, I feel like the surrender looks a lot like cooperation. I... It was just a few weeks ago where I felt like the surrendering that I was doing meant that there was a change in me. And I went to uh, the staff and I said, I was breached. <laughs> I was breached in that womb space. I was a distressed baby. I've just been in distress. And I feel like something has happened and I've shifted. And I'm, the word I get is there's a deeper cooperation. There's a deeper cooperation. And it's come through just yielding and surrender in the dark. And I don't know what he's doing. And it's in the stripping and away, and it's in the stripping away. But I feel like um, I'm positioned. 
And if you actually had to look at how a baby is positioned when they're ready for birth, they're facing backwards, preferably, upside down, and coming forward with the back of their head, chin down. That's a position he's wanting us to go into this next season, not in control, not knowing, not coming out face first in the flesh, upside down, facing backwards and with the back of our head. There's no eyes in the back of our head. They're at the front. How yielded is that? How trusting is that? How open to just being lost in the waves and letting Him do His thing is that? That's a yielded position, isn't it? Are we open to being turned and not knowing the future and not knowing how this is going to work out and not knowing if we're ever going to get better again health-wise, if we'll ever get the use of that part of our body again? Is that okay in our hearts? Or do we have issues with Jesus? If we never get that relationship, if we never get the finances, can we be upside down, facing backwards, back of our head first, and, and yes, yes to his arrow? Another thing, I'm just going to give myself a tissue. Another thing that um, I really sense is strongly provided in this time is His grace. So we know or understand or are coming to understand more that His grace means His empowerment. Grace is like petrol, it's power. So when He brings His grace, His empowerment, it means there are things that we couldn't do without Him that we can now do because He gives His grace to do that. And there is always grace, especially in the wilderness. There's um, and the grace does many things. Um, for example, there's sustaining grace that we can be sustained every day just by Him. Even if we can't sustain ourselves, even if we don't want to do another hour, even if we're done with the kids, there's sustaining grace. And as in the wilderness with the manna, there's always enough grace for every 24 hours. When we wake, the grace will be there and there'll be enough for the whole day. There is sustaining grace in this time and you can step under it. And, and you know, I came this morning nervous. I haven't really been forefront for a while. I, I'm living weak, but to go, the grace will come when I step into it. That's an example. So there's sustaining grace for you today in whatever hour you find yourself in. There's um, His grace in, enables. So there's enabling grace. There's enabling grace to get through today whatever is in front of you, whether it's parenting or the tough um, way of just finding enough money today or because you're sick or because of the suffering going on in your heart. There is enough grace for today. There's enabling grace. There's delivering grace. He can deliver us from this. But with suffering, which He does allow, it is scriptural, way scriptural, all through Scripture. It's not unspiritual to be in suffering. It's actually a very holy place, a very holy place, a very holy place. In suffering, there's not often taking us out of it. There's taking us through it. You know, when you go through the river, when you go through the fire and He comes to us in it, not, not you know, for us to get us out of it. He comes and He's with us and He changes us in it. It's being on the potter's wheel. 
It's being in the fire. You know, in the scripture, we're in the fire, we're in the potter's wheel, there's caves, there's prisons, um, all through scripture, and people who go into them and through them. And the refining fire, He doesn't rescue us from, He he refines us in. That means He stays with us and He watches and His hand is there and He allows enough temperature to bring forth true gold. So just to know that if there is suffering, to, to just watch that our prayers aren't to be rescued from it, but to be changed in it. That's the receiving the arrow. It's actually adjusting in the womb and choosing to cooperate, which looks like surrender and yielding, not warfare and rescue me and fighting suffering. We don't war against suffering. If it is passed through his hand and it's a season he's allowing before deliverance, yielding, surrendering, and allowing him to make us Christ-like. But the grace I feel is really being released at the moment is, sancti- is um, for sanctification. So becoming Christ-like is quite uncomfortable, but I feel there's a lot of sanctifying grace. I mean, it's all just grace and it does different things, but I feel that the thing that His empowering grace is doing at the moment is bringing sanctification to parts of our lives. It's thick and there's a time frame for it. There's this time frame of this hour that we're in where there's a sanctifying grace. Wow, thank You, Lord, that You would even bring the ability to become more like You and we can't become like Him in our own strength, but there's a yielding and a surrendering in this sanctification that He's doing, this purifying that He's doing. This has a purpose, people. There's so much purpose to what's going on at the moment and well done for the yielding and the wrestling and the trusting that's happened so far. There may be more to come, but it's, it's just going with it. It's going with the wave and it's saying, sanctify me. That's the arrow change me in this time just keep changing me in this time go through this hour people bent (laughs) and there's a real grace for sanctification to make us more like him Um, what an honor that he would choose us to have that opportunity it's a it's a it's more intense and has more depth than usual it's faster and thicker there's reset there's reset and to surrender to that in this time there's a real sanctifying grace stay here in the fire don't rush out stay here in the fire whatever your fire looks like everyone's context is different some don't feel they're in much of one for some of you it's it's a fire of note stay you can do this you can do this there's enough grace for this Just bend and receive the arrow and let him do the breaking off that only he can do. I'm going to read 2 Corinthians 12 verse 9 where it talks about his grace and hear this in the context of his sanctifying grace, his enabling grace, his delivering grace, his sustaining grace. It says, my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness. So he is doing a lot of powerful things at the moment and it's so perfect because we are bowing in the weakness and allowing ourselves to be weak and just leaning into his grace. We're dependent. So his grace is sufficient in this time. His sustaining grace, his sanctifying grace, it's enough. 
it says, therefore I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness. Just stay in the weak place, friends. Join me, <laughs> publicly weak. Just stay in the weak place. Um, boast all the more gladly about our weakness so that Christ's power may rest on me. If you want Christ's power to rest on you, just stay in the weak place. Bow into His Lordship. Bow into His Lordship and give Him permission in that area. Give back your life in this time. Give back your time in this time. Give back your desires and affections in this time. There was a time at the beginning of the year where um, my grief was just up to here and I happened to be on the property and I was in this room. And um, our pastor, Brad Joss, walked past. There was a meeting going on, but he walked past and he just gave me this. He gave me a cup, not this one, but he gave me a plastic cup. And he just said, I really feel you're in a time you need to drink the cup. And I left and realized he was talking about Gethsemane. And Jesus knows this place. He really knew suffering even more than us, so he identifies. But Jesus also was like, I don't like this. I don't like it and I don't want it. But he said, if it's your will, I will drink the cup. And I just wonder if there's more places for us in the season where we just take the cup. Just stay there. Don't rush out of the season and drink the cup. Drink the cup of not knowing. Drink the cup of the burning of whatever he's doing. I know there's been an increase in uh, looking into prayer ministry in this time. Stuff's coming up. Stuff's boiling up. Sin is coming up. Unbelief is coming up. I do feel like one long journey the Lord has had to take me on. I'm like, we're still around this mountain is unbelief. There's places of unbelief in my heart. There's been so many and they, they surprise me at every time. But if you think of like a big puzzle on a table, you know, some of you may have them out in this season. Probably, yes, you do. Because I went to Kmart to try and find a puzzle on their section where I know they have them. The entire shelf was stripped all the way down of games for home and puzzles for home because of this time of COVID. So some of you know what I'm talking about. You took the puzzles. But um, where there's a puzzle on the table, it's like, if that could be your heart, there can be quite a lot of pieces in your heart and you can have believing parts and you can have unbelieving parts. And it's like across this time, the Lord's kept turning a puzzle piece and I realized oh, there was unbelief in there. I didn't know the picture looked like that on that piece. But maybe in this time of unknown and uncertain, and um, there's unbelief that can be revealed. Pressure reveals. Think of a tube in a bicycle tire. Don't know if any of you have been bicycle people. We used to ride to school in Botswana in Africa. I had a red little red bike and you get a puncture every now and again. And you know when you go inside the tube and I just remember my dad would always fix the punctures, you know, a little square piece of rubber and it had a lot of a coloured outline to it or red or blue. I just remember that. But if you take that tube and you actually hold it underwater, like in a swimming pool, if you take the tube and you put it underwater, you can find where the holes are. If you, if you apply pressure, if you apply an uncomfortable circumstance, you can find where the holes are. And what this hour can be for some of us, or maybe like, you know, for some of us that we've been in it for a while, um, just consider this time a revealing time. There's pressure and the holes are being revealed and there's sanctifying grace for that. But they can reveal those holes can just be unbelief. Just lack of trust, lack of ability to hope, 
Has there been too much hopelessness and hope deferred makes the heart sick? There can be heart sickness on those pieces as we turn over the parts of our heart and those parts would have unbelief in them because it's been too much. But drink the cup, people. Um, Cooperate with our will. He doesn't want us to give our will to Him. Don't go, I give you my will. He wants us to have it. (laughs) That's why He gave it to us. He wants us to have a will and to, um, with our will, lay it alongside His and parallel our will to His. So in this time, just I lay my will alongside yours and I just want your will for my life at any cost. I'm going to read James uh, 1, verse 2 to 4 from the Passion Translation. And then I'm going to do some praying for us. Uh, James 1, 2 to 4 says, My fellow believers, when it seems as though you are facing nothing but difficulties, see it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. So it's an opportunity for joy to come. For you know that when your faith is tested, it's a testing time, it stirs up power within you to endure all things. So when we're tested, there's a power that surges up so we can endure and we become people who can endure more and more and endurance gets built. And then as your endurance grows even stronger, it will release perfection into every part of your being until there is nothing missing and nothing lacking. I'm going to read that again. As your endurance grows, some of us, our endurance is just slowly growing in this time because all we can do is stand. Um, As your endurance grows even stronger, it will release perfection, so Christ-likeness, into every part of your being until there is nothing missing and nothing lacking. Uh, Some of you may know I love Elizabeth Elliot. She's um, passed away now, but I love her her books and her teachings. And she was a woman who knew a lot of suffering. I feel like she's a grandma holding my hand and just pouring in biblical and heart truths often. I read her book and just she's like going, yes, yes, you can do this, Amy. And I love this quote from her. It says, waiting on God requires the willingness, willingness to bear uncertainty and to carry within oneself the unanswered questions. So waiting on God, suffering in God, delays, lack of breakthrough, being in the dark, being in the waves, requires the willingness to bear uncertainty. And we just live uncertain. And to carry within oneself the unanswered questions. And to just not know. And to know that He's still Lord. He's asking you today, will you receive my arrow in this hour? and allow me to do a reset and break some things off. How about we just pray together and let him just sit with us with that question. Um, It might be something that you just want to reflect on in your own time um, or that he'll speak more into in your lives this next week or two. Um, Or this might not sit with you at all and it's more a learning for your friends. But... um, For some of us, the invitation is a now today thing and maybe he'll do some stuff as we just pray together. And I I invite you to be courageous and to go to those places in your heart that he's asking to pierce beautifully today. So I might just pray for a bit. Um, Thank you for your trust.
Oh Jesus, I just thank you that there's enough grace for everyone in our community. And right now, Lord, I just pray more than ever for the application of that today. Lord, would you just tuck and hem in everybody? Lord, would there be such a sense of being hemmed in before and behind? Would you just tuck them in? I thank you for what you have been doing in every heart. Um, We may miss each other's hearts, but you have been next to every heart. There's no heart that you haven't missed. And I thank you that you declared a time of, of reset and rest and recovery and restoration and sanctification and surrender. Well, let's on just behalf of our whole heart and in, and on behalf of some that may need to pray this, let's just repent of any place that is in resistance to the reset before we give him our yes. Um, and if you don't feel you're in resistance, maybe you could just intercede for the community as you're just listening in. So Father, we acknowledge that you are Lord and your reset is by your design and it's what you've sanctioned. And Lord, we want to, on behalf of our whole heart, we want to surrender to it. We want to cooperate. We want to cooperate with you in this time. So Lord, we just repent on any part of our heart that has pride, a resistance, because you resist those, Lord, who have pride and you give the grace that we've just talked about. You give the grace to the humble and we don't want to be resisted by you in this time. So Jesus, we just repent of all pride and self-righteousness. We repent of protecting our own hearts. Lord, for any part of our hearts that's hardened to get through the season we're in, that's hardened and toughened up, your scripture says, do not harden your hearts like in the wilderness. You want us to have a heart of flesh. Lord, we repent for any ways that our heart is hardened as a coping mechanism where you want us to have hearts of flesh. We just repent of that coping mechanism, Lord, of the vow to harden. Renounce self-protection, Jesus. Self-lordship. Lord, we bring towards you any fear we have of just letting go and being in the out-of-control unknowing season that we're in father we just repent of fear we repent for having fear as an open door in our lives and having um, agreements with fear regardless of where those roots came from lord we repent on behalf of that and lord we we do renounce relationship with fear it is a bad counselor those are bad counseling sessions guys (laughs) fear is a really bad counselor Holy Spirit, you are the counsellor. So we just repent of listening to fear. Lord, we renounce fear. We repent of that. We ask that you would come and deal with all higher powers and play with that and the voice of fear that comes with that. We choose to let go and to hold hands with the counsellor. Lord, your arrow is coming in this season. It's a... It's a Ooh, it's like a fear of the Lord time. It's a fear of the Lord time. His arrow is coming straight and true. We don't want to miss it. We don't want to miss it. Lord, may we not miss your arrow in this time. And Jesus, we just give you permission. Come on, guys. Jesus, we give you permission to bring that arrow into every part of our life at any cost. Let's do that again. 
Jesus, we give you permission to bring your arrow right into the center, into all the vulnerable places. While we're vulnerable, we bow and say, bring your arrow and do what you want to do. Because there's purpose in this time. Because the suffering is still under his control. Because you're with us and you never leave us. Because you walk through the fire with us. Because you walk through the waters with us. You walk through the waters with us, so we choose to take your hand and let you do your work. Thank you for your sanctifying grace in this hour. Thank you for your sanctifying grace in this hour. We choose to cooperate. We choose to turn, to turn and be upside down, facing backwards and unable to see what you're doing. But that's the way of coming into life. That's the way of coming into life. It's a holy position the yielded, surrendered, unknowing, completely at the mercy of your goodness. Lord, we just pray for those in our community who are in particular finding this time of, of suffering quite harrowing. Lord, there's been loss. There's been loss of people. There's been loss of relationship. There's been loss full stop. Whatever the losses have been, Father, I pray that you would just go to those places and just bring your healing balm of Gilead. Join me, church. We pray for those people, Lord, who are just in suffering and have gone through loss. Jesus, would you just come with your mercy? Would you come with your grace? Father, I just pray that your goodness would just come and tuck them in in the name of Jesus. We just thank you that you're going to bring them all the way through. Would you just come and heal those places? Would you come put your hand on those places in the name of Jesus? Would you come put your hand on those places? Just see his hand over cuts, tears. Big There's a tear in someone's heart and his hand is over it. His hand is over it. His hand is over it. Healing balm of Gilead. Jesus, come and do what only you can do. You're the great comforter. You're the great comforter. You're the great comforter. You're the great comforter. Would you come and bring your comfort in the name of Jesus? Lord, we ask that your shalom peace would just come in right now. Shalom peace. Shalom peace into every place. Shalom peace into every place. Come and settle, come and settle, come and settle, come and settle your bride. Come and settle your bride. There's been a shaking, it's been frustrating. There's been a shaking, there's been frustration, there's a rattling. Jesus, would you come settle your bride so that she's completely in position for the arrow to hit the mark of the heart. Come settle her so the arrow doesn't damage. <laughs> Settle your bride today, Jesus. And as you just settle us, settle us in the season, settle us in the season. Jesus, would you just help us to surrender completely to the sanctification, to the suffering that's often involved in Christ-likeness. You are our anchor. We yield all our lives to you. We yield everything we have to you. We give it, we lay it all down. We choose you at any cost. We choose you at any cost.
Would you awaken us to people either side of us, Lord, who are in a deeper time of suffering and help us to just reach out our hand and just settle, settle their spirit, settle their spirit. To pray for our brothers and sisters. Father, I just pray for the keeping of our brothers and sisters. For those who have gotten to the end of their faith in this time. There's some that have gone to the end of their faith in this last six months or this last year. It's a scary place to get to the edge of your faith. Jesus, would you just hold them? Would you hold them in that place and do what only you can do? And write on the parts of their heart what only you can do. And would you bring them back from the edge in a way that only you can? Go after them, Jesus. Go after them, Jesus. Go after them, Jesus. Go after them, Jesus. Bring them back from the edge of their faith. Go after them, Jesus. Would you just create a boundary and a border around them, Lord, and just pour in your peace, pour in your love, pour in your goodness. Teach them in that place who you are. Teach them in that place who you are. Rescue your kids. Rescue your kids. Rescue your kids. Rescue your kids. And Father, would you find us as a, as a community faithful in this hour? Obedient to live for you. Obedient to not be in an... Um, in the flesh, to not be reaching for um, other idols, to not be in sin. Lord, would you find us faithful in this hour? Not bending into media, not bending into things to fill the space, but to just be uncomfortable, to be still, to be unbusy, to be restless enough to receive you, uh, what you want to do. Would you find our community faithful, Lord, and would you move us into the reset at the right time? We give you permission, Lord, as a church to change anything you want to change and do anything you want to do. We receive a corporate reset. We receive a corporate reset at the right time by you and through you at however you want to do it and whatever cost. Can we say that, people? Can all of our hearts say, at any cost, at all cost, Together we bow, we receive your arrow as a community. Yeah. I bless you, reach out if you need more prayer. Uh, reach out to someone if they come to mind while you're praying, there's probably intercession in that. Um, and we don't know when we're coming through. It could be very, very soon. Don't miss this hour of bowing. Um, we really, really love you. We miss hearts. And we trust you to Jesus in this time. The Lord bless and keep you. May his face shine upon you. Be gracious to you. Give you peace. Bless you. Bye-bye.